Happy Monday, everybody. This is your boy Dalton Jensen coming at you with another episode of the Thinking Project podcast. And this one uh, was absolutely awesome. This weekend was also bananas. Uh, but if you want to hear all my thoughts on on business, finance, and, and pop culture, things going on in the world, make sure you tune in uh, to my YouTube series, A Bone to Pick, that releases every Saturday. So uh, you can check out the past episodes on the Thinking Project podcast YouTube channel. Uh, and you can check out the new one coming up this Saturday. And so with that, uh, I got to interview Steve Rogers today, who's in the merchant account industry. Uh, and this is a big one for business owners. A lot of people l- overlook this. Uh, maybe they're getting a bad deal on it. Maybe you're still using Square or Stripe uh, and you're making a lot of money. So this was an episode for you. In my business, when I started Happiest, um, the merchant account industry uh, was just really crazy to navigate. It was a big learning curve for me. So uh, Steve Rogers did a great job of debunking a lot of the myths, uh, demystifying a lot of the processes that happen. So without further ado, please welcome Steve Rogers, and I hope you enjoy. Welcome, everybody. This is Don Jensen, and you're tuning into The Thinking Project. Let's hop into it then, because I uh, was introduced to you through Morgan, who I love. I love Monarch Social. I love those guys out there. And you've been in the the payment processing industry, the merchant industry for a long time. You said over 20 years. Is that right? Yeah. That's insane. What got you into the merchant industry? You know, I just uh, I answered an ad back in 1999. My, my wife actually found the ad and just said banking and merchant services, B2B consultant. Went ahead and no. just uh, answered the ad and uh, just went, you know, just went full board in. Wow. Wow. And um, is that is that something that you had like? Yeah, I mean, did you go to school for banking or like finance or anything like that? Or like, or like you just said, it was just kind of like you just stumbled upon it. Yeah, no, I did. I actually graduated in family science. So totally off, you know, (laughs) uh, off the beaten path. uh, uh, But realistically got more into, you know, wanting to help people and businesses. And so the merchant service industry where you're working with business owners and corporations and restaurants and just all that. I really wanted to go, go back and help people out and help people in the community. So I, I felt this was a great fit for me. Yeah, that's great. Well, I mean, merchant services is one of those things that like not a lot of people realize you got to have, like it just, it kind of, we take it for granted as consumers. Like you go to a website, you want to buy something, you put your credit card in and we kind of just like, that's the normal thing. Right. Like that's just something that you got to do. But as a business owner, like it actually shocked me learning about that because my first e-commerce business was a high risk business. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize how important merchanting was until like it was super hard for us to find merchanting. So I sold, so like I still have a CBD company that I, that I operate online. Um, And it's like insane. It's like, I, I didn't realize how much of like a, a commodity or like a necessary commodity, like merchant servicing was. And like a lot of people don't think of that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, man. Yeah. What? So as a business owner though, and, and for like merchant servicing, what do you, what, do, what is some of like the biggest advice that you give to people who are looking for like this kind of idea? 
As far as I think the main thing, like anything in life, you got to have a positive as you go into any kind of business or if you're in merchant sales or any kind of sales, I think you got to have a great attitude, but you got to really research the vertical of, hey, you know, what, you know, what's entailed with it, you know, kind of look at the fact, hey, you're going to be working with businesses, um, all different types of business, e-commerce, restaurants, lodging, you know, the whole ball of wax. So as you look at that, you know, you know, you've got to just be all in with it. I, I look at it like, you know, hey, it's either all or nothing. Go all the way in and you're going to take a few bumps and, and scrapes and you're going to maybe crash sometimes, but go all in and do your research. And, and that's just my advice. Then. Oh, heck yeah. Well, and the I liked we actually talked before this, right? Um, and one of the things besides like your merchanting and, and, you know, what you got going on to help small businesses that I really liked was like, you're a positive attitude, man. Like you're, you're a go getter, bro. And, uh, and you know, you've been at this for a long time. Um, you've, you've worked really closely with businesses. Um, like what helps you, what helps you stay in your positive attitude? You know, I think, uh, just keeping your mindset of, a focus. And I think what I mean by that is, you know, what's your why, you know, so a big uh, role model out there for me is the Tony Robbins, the Eric Thomas motivational mm-hmm. speakers. Mm-hmm. And they talk about, Hey, what's your why? What is your why? Is it your family? Is it money? Is it success? Is it, you know, being proactive in the community, help the community and uh, you yeah. know, to, to be a top rep, whatever it is. But I think you've got to figure out what's your why. And I, I figure out what my why is to go out and give 110% every day to sit down with business owners and figure out, hey, where are you struggling? Where, where could you use help? Yeah, we could probably save some money. Are you set up pr- properly? You know, really engage in what some of their goals are and what their struggles. COVID, COVID has been very <laughs> difficult for many businesses across the nation, as well as all of us. Um, and so I think it's something where you want to really, I, I, what engages me is going out there and trying to do something great every day, every week, every month to not just further my career uh, and build my portfolio, but to go out there and give back to the community. And that's just really one of my fortes. Yeah. I, and giving back to the community, I think one of those things that you brought up, well, a few of them, like I like a lot of what you said, but one of the things that stuck out with me was just helping, like helping somebody like, you know, when you talk about like Tony Robbins and you talk about ET, like, I love those guys. Um, ET was like one of my, Eric Thomas was one of my first like motivational speakers that I saw. And I love that guy. He's so passionate about everything that he does. And, and there is that common theme of like just giving back. Right. I think if you want to be successful in business, you can't chase money. I think when you chase like your passion and when you chase things that you love, like the money follows, right. Inevitably. You know what I'm saying? So, so it just makes, it makes a lot of sense that, that that would be one of the things you, now you work really closely with a lot of these businesses, right? So when you're looking at these businesses and when you're, and when you're talking with them, right? Because one of the things that I enjoy uh, talking with you about is, you know, offering more value to, to people than, than maybe what you're giving, right? So like you're in merchant servicing, but you'd also talk to somebody about their business and, and maybe try to find other, you help them plug other holes that they have in their gig. So what are some of the things that you see like successful businesses consistently doing? 
You know, I think right now what some of them are really doing is, uh, you know, Facebook ads. I think Facebook okay. ads are, are really helpful. They're marketing. Um, people are getting a website. Um, I think a <laughs> <Yeah>. website, <laughs> to, you know, to have those different things. Podcasts. Um, I, I really feel that, that people really have to brand themselves out right now to stand out because people yeah. weren't going into these businesses. You know, it yeah. was mobile. Yeah. It was online ordering. It was like, wow, really? People aren't coming to my retail store. So you got to go online. Yeah. I think adapting to the, the situation of COVID and, and, and what's been happening in the last year that where I've seen some businesses really thrive is they've thought out of the box and maybe they haven't have a, a web developer or maybe they haven't thought about going on a podcast or a Facebook ad or, you know, joining Facebook uh, business groups, you know, yeah, yeah. That kind of stuff I think is what's helping some of these businesses really, really thrive out there of marketing. Yeah. I think that uh, getting it just like networking, right? Like right. I, I like that phrase, even though it's a little corny, but Hey, but listen, corn sells, like I'm from Iowa and corn sells. <laughs> but one of the things, you know what I'm saying? One of the things is, uh, is that, you know, your network is your net worth. You know what I, you know what I mean? Because right. when, when you're talking, it's, you know, it's not what, you know, it's who, you know, that gets you the job. Right. But then it's what, you know, that keeps you the job and know who, you know, and like networking with people and really like giving, giving back, you know, um, is just, that's like the big deal. I think that's one of the reasons that like, there are a few successful people in, in uh, these Facebook groups, but the reason that they're so successful is because like they, they really genuinely want to put other people ahead. And and I think when you do that, it's like this weird paradox that when you want other people to get ahead, like you inevitably find yourself at the front, right? We are brought to you by Legal Inc. Estate Planning. Listen, you wouldn't dine and dash, so why would you leave your family in the hands of the courts and the government when you pass away? Most people think they don't have enough to start estate planning or that it's too expensive. Things like wills and a trust. While those are valid reasons, they're limiting beliefs, guys, to creating and keeping the wealth that you want to have. Listen. It's free to talk to Michael to learn more about what you can do today to protect your tomorrow and live your best life. Wills are necessary, especially if you have a home and kids. And a trust is the number one way to build and retain your wealth. So it's your life. It's your story. Make it a good one. Visit LegalLifePlan.com to schedule your first conversation with Michael and tell him that the Thinking Project sent you. It'll be the best decision you've ever made. I, I can't agree with you most. I think that's a, you're right on, hit it right on the nail. I, I think it's one of those things to where when you give back, I mean, how does it make you feel? It makes you feel great. You know, so if I go into a business and I'll call them up and say, how are you doing? And how can I help your business? And they're like, uh, really? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, how can I help your business? So you uh, basically do this. I want to know how I can bring you a good referral or how can I help your business? It's a tough time right now. I'm trying to not just, you know, help people in the electronic payments business, but I want to find out how I can help you besides that. And that that really is kind of one of my niche lately in the last year that I've been focusing on this, that's helped me be successful through all this is not just soliciting um, people just because of my services, but trying to figure out how I can help them if I can. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I have found that they really are really they really pull to that. They're like, wow, that's the first time I've ever heard someone 
ask me that. <laughs> yeah. What What do you think kept you in like the the merchant industry so long? Like you've been in there for a long time, and 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 I mean, I I mean, probably a little bit of his generational because like those in my generation can't like we don't stay at Joss very long, but but you got to love it. Right. Like what are some of the things that you do to like stick with something you love this long? You know, I, I think that's a great question. I think that, you know, I work for a great company. So Elliott Match Group is, is a subsidiary of first American payment systems out of Fort Worth, Texas, been around for 35 years. Um, you know, Elliott started here in Salt Lake before they were acquired by them. But realistically, I work for some amazing, talented people. And I don't just mean in my office or my corporation or my regional office, yeah. or my call center or my processor, but I work with people who really do care about trying to take care of that client. Um, you know, our motto is really to go out there and really try to, you know, make a client 110% satisfied. And that's through being transparent. That's through being hands-on monitoring things and really trying to go out there and make a difference to each client, big or small. And I think the, the key is, surrounding yourself with great people. You know, I, I think mm. it's, you know, I, I think that's really key to, if you like to go to work and you like the people you work with. Yeah. I think that's going to be a, a real, a big motivator for you to, to keep going strong, even after all these years. Yeah. There, when you have a good team, like that is also one thing that I have noticed uh, with working with businesses. Right. And like, on, on the inside of a business and on the outside of a business, whether I'm talking with somebody about, uh, you know, about how I'm successful or about what they need to do to be successful. Like it always comes back to the team that, that surrounds you. Right. Yeah. Like if you got a good team, if you got a good team, you, you as the owner need to know enough about what's going on in your business to like, I think the reason that, cause I just had a conversation with somebody the other day and, uh, and this has kind of been a reoccurring theme in, in my podcast, but like uh, it, the owner needs to know enough about everything to be dangerous. Right. But he also needs to know enough about like, not only to like keep his business afloat, but you know, we were talking about just being able to build the right team, like knowing enough about uh, the aspects of your business to, you know, get the right people on your team and to make sure that they're moving the needle. And, and like, and then like, once you know that they know their stuff and, and you're comfortable with them on your team, like that's really unstoppable. Like when you're good at something, you know, when you're good at something and you have the right person, like, man, that's a game changer. You know what I'm saying? It's where I find that. I mean, and, and really, and, and they, is people support you, you know, so it's not you yeah. just like supporting your clients, but your team, your managers, your CEO mm -hmm. right at the top mm -hmm. going down is supporting the organization and you, uh, and, and you matter. You're not just another yeah. number in the company. That's what my culture presents. My, my company CEO is, is amazing. And he says, Hey, you guys may think you work for me, but I actually, <laughs> yeah, it's huge, man. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a big difference when in leadership, right. Uh, when, when you understand that the people who, who work with you are, you know, you're there to serve them, you know, and, and there is that, there is that difference. Like that changes you as a leader when you understand that like you're here to really help people in, in whatever they need, their personal goals, their professional goals. Um, you know, that's what a lot of like Tony Robbins, 
Eric Thomas and and some of those other guys say like I love uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. He's another really yeah. f- a fun yes. guy to watch. He just had his big huge NFT drop. That's probably going to go down in history on how you launch a product. Like that <laughs> dude. <laughs> that, that dude did it right for sure, man. It, it's so it's insane. But oh, yeah, I mean, just just when you start when you start just wanting to make a difference, right? So other than like you know some of these guys that you were talking about. Tony Robbins, um, Eric Thomas, who else, who else has really been a big influence for you in like your business journey, maybe in your success? You know, in my career, um, basically I had, uh, my manager, my first manager, Paul Vance, actually, he, he really set the tone when I came in an interview with him, um, 20 some years ago. And he told me something that stuck with me forever. And he said, look, if you really want to build a portfolio of success, you can build something for a day or a week or a month, but if you want to build it for a lifetime and really build something you know, large and huge and sustainable, then you've got to go out there and one, you got to be yourself. You got to be 100% yourself. Um, you've got to go out there and, and literally be transparent. People can tell if you care, find out how you can help them. Um, sure, everyone wants to save money. But it's not all about saving money to some business owners. It is about, hey, you know, are you going to be there and answer answer my phone call in in the interim if there's a problem? But I would say, you know, Paul Vance uh, really said he he really taught me the business, the way that you should get that foundation of 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 hey, work hard, work smart, um, you know, always be closing, always be grinding, but but go out there and number one, take care of that customer, get back to them. Don't put them off because yeah. they are the ones that are going to, you know, keep you sustained the business as it goes forward and build that lasting relationship as well as um, give you referrals. So, so that's <laughs> one guy. And then I had uh, my CEO was a, was a huge uh, player in being positive and have an open door policy. This is my first CEO, Ron Dichter. Um, and then uh, currently I have one of my managers, Cody Anderson, who, really is supportive to our team and myself, uh, especially like last year, I pre COVID, I took a fall and it was probably a very difficult blow. I ruptured my quadricep. Okay. So Ooh. here it is. COVID, excuse me. And what's happening is, is I've got this, you know, I'm remote and I'm going, Oh my gosh, I got to go out there and try to perform. And I've had surgery. I'm partially disabled. How am I going to take it to the next level uh, in COVID, but how am I going to do this? And so realistically, these, uh, the company and my management, uh, they were great supportive and my wife to, to be able to help me sustain this trial of not just COVID, but being on crutches and surgery and partially disabled. Man. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's another, that just goes back to like what we were talking about earlier about having the good, having a good team. You know what I mean? Like, like, because when you, you know, when stuff like that happens, like you, you need like somebody to rely, like you need somebody to rely on, you need help, you need backup. And that's what, that's what like these, the, the culture of like being a part of these businesses is about, right. Um, is having good leaders in place and having good team teammates in place. Um, because I bet that was like, I bet that was really tough. You know, especially, especially when you're that late in your career that, you know, and you got that much going on. 
I, I agree with you hundred percent. I, I think you have to take, you know, 20, you have good blood and sweat, right? You go into this business and everyone <laughs> says, Oh, you've done it for 20 some years or this, you know what? You, yeah. Everyone starts at the bottom. Everyone's at the yeah. bottom. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you got to grind, you got to go through trial and error. You're going to fail. Uh, I've failed many times. Um, but as you mm. keep plugging away, and I think that consistency is the key to being in any kind of a, uh, business or sales or marketing or consulting is staying consistent, staying consistent and, and rising above adversity. And I've had a lot of adversity in my life and it's mm-hmm. one of those things. And so is my wife. And so you got to look at that um, and hopefully grow from that and execute even stronger uh, from all of this. So. Yeah. I, that is the one thing you got to do, especially with, with setbacks and stuff like that. Like uh, I'm very stoic in my views of like, uh, of like trials and adversity. And it, it, it always surprises me. Like the people who come out on top of an adversity are the people who look at it as an opportunity Absolutely. and look at it, look at it as like, this, this was supposed to, you know, I, I don't waste time asking myself like supposed to questions. Like, was this supposed to happen? Should this have happened? You know what I mean? Like it happened. This is, you know, and I take the view, uh, a little more extreme view of like, this is exactly where I'm supposed to be, right? Like love, fate, and and this is nothing but an opportunity to take advantage of the situation. And, uh, and, and the people who do that, they got a good team. They take advantage of whatever situation comes their way. They usually end up on top. They usually, they usually end up rolling. I, I agree with you. I think the most important <laughs> thing is you, if you can, in, in pure humility, learn from adversity and from failure, um, you see the people that just come roaring back. And it's unbelievable, yeah. even from yeah. people that maybe their business bankrupted, but maybe they started a new idea and now it's just crushing. And, and mm-hmm. so you really look at that. You, you really have to look at uh, the fact that, hey, sometimes one door closes but then mm-hmm. another one opens. And, and I think that's the, the key to trying to be successful out there. If you, you know, a couple of books that I love, one is Napoleon Hill's keys to success, the 17 principles of personal achievement, as mm-hmm. well as a, another big mentor of mine is David Bach, the automatic millionaire of 15 best New York seller, booksellers. It's, it's one of those things where when you read people's story and they, you, you learn about, you know, where they came from and where they started and how they were unhappy or happy. And then, or maybe they failed, completely failed. Okay. But then they, <laughs> I, I like to read about the person that says, Hey man, I was successful, but maybe then I failed, which is really weird. But then I came roaring back. Mm. And, and I think that's what, that blows me away with people that can do that because it's not that easy. No, it's not. But the comfort is like, if you did it once, there's a way to do it again. Right. Like I was talking to someone else uh, the other day who was, who was like, uh, you know, if they had to do it again, that uh, it would take them less time to get to where they were just because like, you know, right. Like, and that's the beautiful thing about like knowledge and that's the beautiful thing about experiences. Like those things, you could take away all the money, all the contacts and everything else, but like you can't take away the knowledge and the experience that you have. That's why, that's why it's so important to like, you know, be up to date and, and read. And so I used to be like a huge, like news basher, right? Like stay off the news. And now I'm like, 
stay off some of the news because I do feel like that there's some things that we should be aware of, right? Like right. G- getting up to date with these business trends, right. getting up to date with some of these things. I think you should stay off like the mainstream news channels, oh, like all gosh. of them. <laughs> I like the weather. I do, you know, like some <laughs> I do the weather. At the end of the day, it, it, yeah. there's so yeah. much negative publicity out there, or we call it fake news that you just, you really don't know exactly who's reporting the truth or not, you know? So you got to yeah, kind of yeah. use some good judgment. Yeah. I, I, I only stay, I stay with one newspaper that I subscribe to. I go with the wall street journal nice. and that's, and that's no only because I stay in like the business and the economic sections normally. Perfect. And, you know, if there's like a big trend, then, you know, it'll pop up somewhere eventually. But for the most part, like I just stay in the, I stay in the wall street journal and I stay in the business and econ side. Cause like, yeah, dude, it's just, um, I do think that you have to take care of what goes into your body, what goes into your mind, uh, you know, so that you can be prepared for whatever, whatever comes your way. So, uh, I'm a big book nerd. I got, I have, I have a lot of them. I, I love to read. Um, it wasn't always that way, but I found out that I did. And, uh, and you know you'd mentioned a few, but what are some of your what, what's the what's the book you recommend the most to people? Like not your favorite, like the one that you say, like the first one that comes to your head when when somebody's talking about business or anything like that. You know, Jim Collins, Good to Great. It's a it's a red book. But oh it's, yeah, that's a good. It's one. a pretty powerful book. If you're going to be out there in business, I really highly recommend. That's a that's a really powerful book by Jim Collins to yeah. read that and and. Uh, just understand some of the things that he's, he's pointed out. Yeah. Uh, the good to great. That's a, that's a good one and a great one. <laughs> um, and, and what the, I, and what Jim I mean Collins by that, is, good. Expanding is yeah, go it's, ahead. It's, it's really, you know, you kind of learn about, Hey, why do some companies, why are they just average or good? And then some companies, why they're just great and they're just killing it. And, and they don't always kill it, but, you know, they take care of their employees. Um, you know, mm-hmm. Bill Merritt used to say, uh, Mr. Marriott, the original, hey, if you take care of your employees, they're going to take care of the guests. And, mm-hmm. and I think that's a huge thing. If you take care of, you know, your employees are going to take care of the customers, whatever uh, your business setting is. But I think that it's really important to, to, to read some of these people's stories and learn from maybe some of their success, but learn from some of the, the mistakes or the failures they made. And hopefully you can, you can, you know, build your brand or build your, your business even stronger. Oh, for sure. I really like that. Yeah. And, you know, it just goes back to everything that we've been talking about. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> just that everything ties in. And that's one thing that I really like about, uh, talking with business owners is I've found that the same things that make you successful in business, make you successful in life, make you yeah. successful in relationships. Like yeah. it's these core things that like we, we, you know, I heard it once put like, we love to think that we're in like a box, right? Everything has like, we got put it in, in a box and they don't touch. And, but they're so like intertwined that we, that we love it. And one of the things that, I talk about is that people have to like, stop, have to stop romanticizing hard. Like you just have to like get, get to it. Right. And it becomes easier and you gain momentum. Like it might be tough. It might be tough work. You might have to like be really disciplined, 
but like, it's, you know, I, I worked for somebody who, uh, who was like the definition of romanticizing hard and mm-hmm. who thought it could be like his, his industry was like the most unique and the most, you know, and I was just like, yeah, you're special, just like everyone else, man. You're, you're unique and different, just like everybody else. So it's like, so it's like, Dang. if it works for these guys, we should try it. You know what I mean? And, uh, and I'm just like, man, um, if you just get to work and you just, you know, you just get it done, then, then you just roll. You I mean, you start working, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think it's just putting in your time. It doesn't matter. I mean, you know, maybe you ran 10 companies and you're worth millions of dollars, but then the day, you know what? Great. That's a great story. Yeah. But at the end of the day, yeah. you know, uh, you also got to look at, you know, how, how are you doing with your family? You know, how are you dealing with your friends? How are you doing with the community? How are you dealing with your neighbor? Yeah. You know, I know that's a little bit different than business, but I think yeah. you've got to grind and have your why in all walks of well, your yeah. life. It's not just but, but that's the thing. That's my thing though. Is like, it, it might be a little different, but is it that different? You know what I mean? Like if you want to be successful in a relationship, have a good team, right? Like your, your spouse is on your team. Your kids are on your team. The person you want, you want this relationship with. If you view it as like this, as this, I don't have, you know, I don't have everything right. And you don't have everything right. But if, but if we're together and we want to get to the, to the truth, right. Which is this higher goal that we have, then you know what I mean? Then, then you're on the right track, right? I I get it. I get it. Like relationships take a little bit more, but I feel like I've talked to people in the relate, you know, in the relationship world, marriage and family therapists, I've talked to people, uh, you know, counselors and things like that. And the same things that they tell people that, that I hear or read in these books with Tony Robbins and, and um, you know, in sales, like I love Jeb Blunt, all these guys like communication, respect, trust, like, these things are common themes. They might be applied a little bit differently. Like the application might look different, but it's the same principle. Like you got to foster these things to create success. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. yeah. I, I agree with you hundred percent there. And what's funny is when I look at my success and I tell this my wife, I've been married to my wife recently, uh, just a couple of days ago for 25 years, which is huge. It's a huge milestone. Yeah. that's. Great. I always oh, tell her my success it's her success. It's our success. It's our story. Yeah. I I'm employed. I, I work for this company and I'm, yeah. you know, but, but I, I look at it together because she kind of works with me in my business here and we work together. And so I feel my success is her success and, and we're a team. And I, and I think that's why we actually do pretty good. <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing. Right. And then, and then how do I be successful in business? Well, you know, I do the same thing. You know, I just, I just find a way, I just find a way to, to change the application. Cause I get it. I understand. Like I said earlier, I get that you might, it might look a little different, but if you start there, man, you got a really good shot. So that's awesome, man. Well, uh, for all of the business owners out there, um, I mean, and it's, it's wild that merchant services, um, cause I, I kind of wanted to touch on this again. Yeah, It's kind of nice. wild that merchant services, um, people kind of look over that. Do you feel, do you find yourself, I mean, I guess all salesmen find themselves doing this, but your industry particularly find yourself educating people on the importance of like merchant accounts and like the differences and things like that. Yeah, that's a, that's a quick question. I I think what happens there is in the merchant service field, uh, the industry just gets business gets hammered. They get hammered from all walks of life. 
Yeah, uh, there's not seriously. a lot of regulations. So what I like to do is when I come into uh, any business owner is really go in there and try to build some rapport with them and find out a little yeah. bit more about their business and them as a, as a person and really come off of, Hey, how can I help you out here? So I can, you know, give you a rate review. Um, you know, do you have a compliant terminal? Have you thought about getting a website going? Do you need a mobile solution? Are you set up oh, properly? Yeah. You know, Hey, are you done PCI compliance? Because you're probably getting billed on that and really educating them. Um, mm. Not really to talk over them, but to really try to just be like, Hey, if you'd like me to look at your stuff, I'd love to be hundred percent upfront with you and your business and be, and, and review your mm-hmm. situation and see if we can make it better. And that's just, that's just, I shoot right from the hip, totally transparent, hundred percent upfront. And I just don't play games. Yeah. There you go. Hey, I have a question. Yeah. Um, and maybe you can talk through this. So we were talking earlier, uh, you don't offer um, merchant servicing to like the cannabis industry, right? No, that that's a great question. So we did, when it first started, we actually started up, um, we, our sponsorship bank is actually uh, Fifth Third. Uh, oh, bank. okay. And okay. They, they started up with it and I'm sure that we'll relook at it, but some of the major processors went away with it, went, went from away too. And sometimes these banks, they follow in their protocols. And so we started it and then they, they went, they went away with it, which I was just devastated because we had, you know, reps <laughs> in Colorado, which was huge. And I mean, yeah, that's it, it, right. It was just devastating because I really think there's a, there's a place where these types of products can help. And it's really hard and stressful as a business owner to think, hey, look, my merchant's account just got shut down or some gun yeah. dealer got shut down, you know, by a certain processor because they don't want to do online guns. No, no and kidding. so it's it's stressful there when when you can't offer something that I feel is an industry that's just taken off. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's taken off. And, and I feel like now I have my own thoughts. I mean, obviously I own a, <laughs> I own a CBD. Yeah, you're okay. That's okay. <laughs> so like, but I, I have like, you know, I, I have my, uh, my th- yeah, I got my thoughts on it. Right. But it's just industry. It's just interesting to me that besides all of that, like if you take out all the stuff, there's a lot of money in cannabis in CBD and like cannabis. It's, it's un huge. It's unbelievable. It's just, huge. I mean, it's money, it's money. And so I, you know, cause I, I used to say like, oh, we'll follow the money. And I'm like, well, I can't really follow the money anymore to understand why this isn't going on because it's all right there. Like, it's just like, I remember when I started my, my CBD business, I was like, dude, just, I'm like, I'll, I'm ready to pay you. Like I, I got my checkbook out, dude. Like there was no games. I started the conversation off with like, you know, with, with uh, how much you want and uh, nobody would do it. It's just very, it's just weird. Do you, do you know why, like, high risk businesses like that, even though they're like legal, right? So like gun guns, online gun sales. Is it just, is it just because of how? Okay, guys, we're also brought to you by Happiest. Happiest is your number one place to go for premium CBD products that won't break the bank. And I promise you guys that if you check these out, you won't be disappointed. They've got something for everybody. It's THC free, which means it comes with a work safe guarantee. Whether you need a roll on for your muscles and your joints, you need a sleep aid to get your day ending right or you need uh their number two that get your day started right uh they got something for everybody their quality uh lab tested third party tested it's all good 
Go check them out. Happiestmed.com. H-E-P-I-U-S-M-E-D.com. And tell them that the Thinking Project sent you. Is it just because of how unsure everything is about the regulations or what? No, I, or, I think it's politics. I mean, we okay. at First American being in, out of Texas, we, we're obviously a pro gun. Yeah. So <laughs> we ride them all day. We'll put them on off that net. We'll ride them. We can do retail. We do whatever. We can handle anyone in 50 states. But it's one of those things going back to cannabis is, um, you know, I think it's there's some politics, but I think there's there's fear of chargeback. So anytime you're, you're e-commerce okay. or you're in an industry where, you know, some people really get, um, they just don't get familiar with it. Uh, it, it you're there, they're looking at the trend of what the government says or the state or the regulation. I think sometimes these bigger companies, they just shy back from it because they're, mm. they're looking at the, uh, the risk number one. Yeah. Yeah. And the risk, and that's about with high, high risk stuff, as well as, you know, maybe they're, they're thinking, Hey, you know, we, we have values and maybe this, we just don't want to be associated with that right now. I don't know. Sure, I think it's sure. political to be honest with you. Okay. That's fair. Well, hey, that's a good answer for me, man. Cause I, that's how it feels. Cause like, I was like, ah, this doesn't make any sense. Like it's legal, you know, whatever. But let me, you, you mentioned one thing that I think a lot of people uh, are confused with me in particular, or at least I was until, uh, you know, I had a few conversations, but I'd love to hear you. I'd love to hear what you have to say on this. So when you're talking about, when you're talking about processing a, a payment online, is there a difference between um, a chargeback and then a refund? So like a chargeback is like a dispute, right? So why don't you get into that? Like, like the difference between a chargeback and a refund and how they affect your merchanting. Okay. So basically there's two different animals here. So, so basically a chargeback is when a, when a person like myself or you goes into a situation where you're going to dispute the charge, you're going to call your card issuing bank and say, Hey, I don't recognize this charge or this company charged me. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel that the product or service was, up to par and I need to charge it back. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what's, what's funny is Visa and MasterCard are actually in favor of the cardholder, not the business. Yeah. They owner, are. yeah not they the are. merchant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. That's, that's already a bad rap right there, but realistically <laughs> you have so many months to dispute that um, in a window. And I believe it's like six months on a Visa or MasterCard. And what will happen okay. here is you go and dispute it and you have to supply them with documentation like, oh, here, here's an invoice. Oh, here's a receipt, but it's not signed. Shipping. So yeah, shipping you obviously, as an e-commerce business, if you are basically taking payments online, you do have risk there because, you know, they can dispute for whatever reason and they didn't sign anything or chip the card. And yeah. so a lot of times you might not have any recourse. Yeah, yeah. So that's a charge. So that's so, so the chargeback is when that customer calls up their card issuing bank and says, Hey, I don't recognize the charge. Hey, um, I didn't get my hot tub or I didn't get my service or whatever. And I want to charge this back. And then a refund. I'm actually going to spend on two things. When you void, so let's say you run a, a credit card in on a terminal or a point of sale in a in a store. What'll happen here if you run the card. It authorizes, and then you go, oh, hey, I've changed my mind. I don't want this, or you you ring it up wrong. You can void the transactions like it's never happened. That's a void. 
Now, okay. if you come back in the next day and actually return the product yeah. okay, or call up Amazon or whoever and they return this, they're going to issue a refund where they're going to take about five to seven business days to credit that card back once um, you know that goes yeah. through because yeah. that's that's a refund. Okay. Okay. So now what affects, so now chargebacks affects your merchant account. Like that affects you yeah, negatively. You can get hit the chargeback as well as the big, the big thing that's really sad is you actually will lose, you'll be debited the money. So you could actually right. send the product to someone could scam you and send the product out and then basically dispute it. And because it was online and there's not a, a, always a ton of recourse, uh, yeah. you lose, you lose and you get a chargeback fee. So, yeah. So you lose the, you lose the product, yeah. you lose the money and you get a fee. Yeah. And, the, and the, so what I try to do is when I go out to meet with merchants, I'm, yeah. I'm asking about their situation there. I'm saying, Hey, look, yeah. is your terminal, your point of sale up to date with uh, the chip? Because since 2015, when the, the chip came out, you know, when you chip your card, the MV yeah. chip, um, some businesses still don't have an updated terminal where they're taking the chip. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and, and guess what happens when you swipe a card in that, even if you swipe it and get a signature and they dispute it, you lose automatically because you don't, you're not, you don't have a chip terminal up to date. No kidding. Yeah. So that means, so if wow. I come in and spend $1,500 at a business in the mall, and they're using a, maybe it's a computer program, right? You know, point of sale and yeah. it doesn't chip it. If I know the rules, you can actually get burned. And so I go into business owners and educate them of like, Hey, wow. so this is how I'm going to bring you value. I want to tell you about this rule and let's get you into something that's compliant because, or get you yeah. a standalone term on the side, because at the end of the day, if someone comes in and spends 1500 bucks here, you could lose. Wow. Yeah, I mean that's that's scary. So now chargeback, so now chargebacks and disputes, these things hurt your merchant account. But do refunds, you know, if they're like, hey, I tried like like you're going to a clothing store. They're like, hey, I bought these pants. I don't really like them anymore. They don't fit, whatever. I want a refund. That doesn't hurt you like a chargeback does, or it's the or it's basically no, it doesn't refund just goes, they they give you back the money. So obviously, depending on how you're set up on your pricing. Um, depends yeah. if they'll give some of it back besides the margin they made from the processor. Oh, really, sure. A refund is just, you, they're bringing back the product. Right. And you're giving their money back. Okay. Within a right, certain, right, right. you know, right. based on your policy, but the chargeback. Now, the chargebacks are what's, what's kill you on merchanting. You can, but you can win chargebacks. A lot of times if okay. you get an invoice signed, you chip the card, um, you know, and, and, and you've delivered the product. Um, sometimes people are just trying to pull a fast one. And, and there are times that, that you can win. My processor uh, has about a 50% ratio of winning chargebacks for our clients. It's, that's mm. a high ratio um, yeah, that's compared good. to some of the top five, but realistically um, yeah. chargebacks is something you don't want. Right. Right. And that was my, and that was my big thing was like, okay, so you're talking about like, um, so you don't want chargebacks. So you want to make it real clear to people like what's going on. And that's also why I've noticed that also makes sense. Why I've noticed like subscription based products, like get charged a little higher fee in processing. Right. right? So, so realistically, if you're anything e-commerce, 
the cost of, of even from the interchange for Visa MasterCard, the costs mm-hmm. are, are higher when you're an e-commerce business as well as the risk. Yeah. So that's why a lot of times you'll get charged more uh, on an e-commerce business is because there's more or, you know, when you key something into a terminal or you key uh, into a computer program, um, you basically yeah. can pay more, but the risk is higher to the processor. So that's why you're you're paying a little bit higher in rates and fees as well as the interchange category. So interesting. Well, that's really cool, man. Yeah, I I know uh I know we geeked out on that a little bit, but it's important for like uh, you know, there's a lot of aspiring business owners who listen to this podcast, a lot of current business owners, um, and a lot of them that don't realize like the quickest way to say like I'll I'll be the first one to say that I don't think you can save your way into being a millionaire or like being uh, being successful. You know what I mean? Like I right. I think you eventually have to get out and you got to make stuff happen and it takes money to make money. But I do I do also understand like from an accounting side like that's what I got my degree in was accounting. Nice. That that you do cut that you do need to save money where you can, right? You you try to right. save money but then also like you go out and make money. And and merchant servicing is one of the biggest ones that I that when when we go into a business and we're like you know, we're looking at the books, like if they have a merchant account, that's the first thing I look at as far as like money. Like I, cause I feel like that's one of the, one of the quickest ways to like help is like some people, some people get really dinged on merchant fees. Some people, some people, there's some erroneous fees out there. It really (laughs) is. And and it's not regulated. And that's where I love the, Oh, it's not regulated. No, as far as far as what do you mean? No, so the merchant service, anyone can go. You could you could become a merchant rep right now, independently, or be a W two, and just sign up and, and start selling on the side. Yep, you can. Um, oh, and that's wow. where where I come in, and I really strive to come into the business owner and and really you know answer a lot of questions, but see how they're set up, see if they're compliant. Yeah. Are they PCI yeah. compliant? Do they have a terminal that's chipping? Um, you know, really find out, you know, about what's going on so that I can teach them, hey, can I can actually teach you how to save money and your employees how to save you money. And yeah. and, and so it's not all about, oh, I can just, you know, undercut you. Um, but let me actually show you what's going on on your statement and break it down for them. And they're like, wow, I didn't realize <laughs> when you don't use address verification uh, that you you know, where you match the zip code and the billing address of the card that it yeah. actually helps you get a lower rate. And I mean, just things like that, or, Hey, they're not batching out manually every day. They're, they're waiting. Well, your funds are not getting there and you're getting deemed on the back end for that too, penalized. And they're just like, wow, I had no clue about that. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a big one, right? Like, and when, and when you don't know, that's, that's always the hardest part. And so yeah, and, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad we were able to have our conversation, but I really appreciate it, Stephen. Steve, sorry. I was good. like, I was like, shoot. Steven, uh, Steven. I know. I was like, my bad. Um, no, but good. I appreciate I'll... it. So where, so where, where can everybody find you? Where's, where, you know, where's your social media? How do they get a hold of you if they want your stuff? Yeah, so, like, so realistically, them? so my, my, my national website is, www.emgway.com. Um, if they want to contact me, the best way to contact is my cell phone okay. at the at the 801-362-2968. Um, but like I said, and I can handle anywhere in the United States. It's That's not just awesome. here in Utah. Um, you know, we do have a Facebook page under Elliott Manager Group, but it's just again, it's a corporate one. 
Um, but, but like I said, um, if anyone's out there that's maybe looking to set up or just wanting to have their account reviewed, or maybe they need help with PCI compliance, or maybe they just need a local guy that's going to be transparent and answer the phone and really just take care of them. Um, you know, I, I'd love the opportunity to try to help anyone. So, yeah, that's great. I, I really like what you said there, as far as like being able to talk to somebody, because I think that's one of the big struggles. If you, if you don't use like a, like a merchant account, like yourself, like a lot of people are on Stripe or Square or something like that. Yeah. Like you can't talk to those guys. They don't no, have a you can't. And again, they, they all have their own place, you yeah, know, yeah, Square, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stripe, PayPal. Um, yeah. But, you know, like I said, we have our, our place too. And so if we, you know, if, if there's a fit that we can come in and, and hopefully save you some money and provide a, a you know, a better solution, hey, yeah. I'm going to tell you upfront if you're a good candidate for us or if you should actually stay with who you're with. So, yeah, absolutely. All right, Steve. Well, I appreciate you being here, boss. Yeah. I appreciate all all that you do and, uh, and being part of the community, man. Hey, thanks a lot for having me. I appreciate (laughs) it. This has been fun. Absolutely. Absolutely.